It's the Nana Gang! When we share our challenges. Plus, we meet expert guests. But will we all hit 50k? Find out with the Nana Gang! Thank you for listening to the Words and Nerds podcast. You're listening to Series 2 of the NaNoWriMo Challenge, where the Words and Nerds Nano Gang race, or maybe in my case, crawl to the finish line, writing 50,000 words in 30 days. Each week, one host will bring in a surprise guest or two or three who will share their hot tips, challenges, and hopefully tears. If you're doing NaNoWriMo, we'd love you to share your writing journey with us because you're all doing much better than us. We'll do a call out on social media for your word count each week. I'm Danny V, and joining me as hosts for this series is the ginger to my Fred, Adrian Beck. Mm. Thank you. Thank you, Danny. Thanks for that wonderful introduction. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just riffing at the moment. Yeah, no, wonderful. I'm glad you do that all the time. That'd, that'd be great. <laughs> Better to your bow. Um, now, uh, I'm so excited about this episode because there's so many special surprises coming mm, up. Uh, mm, Tristan's got a special guest. I've seen that you've demanded some time as well towards we, the we've end. We've got a lot going on and yeah. introduce the other two lovely favourite humans of mine. I have a special little thing coming up and one of you, Adrian Beck, should be very worried. Hang on. What? <laughs> what? I should be very what? worried. No, did I, I didn't know. Anyway, uh, Tristan Banks, you're here with us, you lovely, gorgeous human. How are you? Very well. Well, you know what? I say that because I'm on a podcast. I'm mm. actually tired. This mm. writing business and and is too much. I've bitten off more than I can chew Excellent. this month. I love and that. you know, you know our friend Julianne Negri uh, from last year's Nano. How she had to edit a book, and then she just didn't think she could also do the the, the Nano Rimo fifty thousand words in a month. Well, I have to edit a book, and I thought, yeah, I can take on the fifty thousand as well. And uh, it's it's a lot, but we can get into that as we can. Mm. Well, you're not looking tired. You're looking radiant. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> and of course, my favourite rainbow of a human, Christy Byrne. How are you? I am also in the tired camp. So, yeah, I'm trying to radiate rainbow, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> hoping for sleep. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm excited because Christy's got a new segment too. So, this is very cool. This is very cool. So many cool things to look forward to, apart from something, something that's going on with me, which I don't really know. <laughs> that'll, that'll probably fall flat knowing Danny. Anyway, uh, look, it's time. Uh, you might have had some hints there, and they might have actually been trying to lead you up the garden path, but you might have had some hints from how we're all going. So it's time to reveal the uh, the graph for week. What? We're halfway. We're halfway. Oh, not in K mark. Not if halfway in word count. But if anyway. you're following the line of desire, as it's been dubbed, <laughs> we, are, we are, should be hitting 25K right now. Now, I just want to cast our minds back to to last week. And obviously we know that Tristan and Danny got off to a flyer and Christy and I were sort of dwindling. And then we sort of all caught up. We were around about the same uh, word count last week. Well, and not this quite was... the same. Let's 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 be honest <laughs> about, uh, you know. Around about the same, around about 10,000. Well, you, you were ahead, Tristan. Okay, fine, you were ahead. Some of us were over 10,000 words and some of us were, you know. Under, just under. under. Anyway, here's how we left last week. Who, who thinks that they'll hit the 25 next week? I'm going to give it a good crack. No right? one's willing I mean, to put put, the, put themselves on the line. All right, I yes, Adrian, I'm going to get to 25,502 words. I like it. I like <laughs> it. What about our, young. our super boy 20. from Byron? If I get to 20, uh, I'll be happy. Mm, okay, now Christy, Christy didn't give a didn't give oh, a child. estimation, but Danny said she'd be over 25. <gasps> And Tristan said twenty would make him happy. So I think I uh, said I think I said just after that that twenty would be a Christmas miracle. The <laughs> uh, magic uh, of editing, Tristan. Yeah, the, that's right, exactly. All right then. Well, let's uh, let's without any further ado, let us get into the graphs. And uh, as as I said, we're all around about that late nine thousand uh, two. Okay, Tristan was above. Tristan was in front, ten thousand and two. Uh, then we had Christy at 9,960, Danny V, 9,592, and myself uh, coming up the rear. Okay. <laughs> but let's have a look what happened in this past week. It's my so. least favourite part of the show, Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Christy, Christy Byrne went from 9,960 to <gasps> 24,389 <gasps> words. I can't even be mad at you because you're magnificent. No I way. feel every one of those words has been like ripped from my soul. It's been wow. hard. 
You're yeah. amazing. There's a couple of really big uh, uh, tilts or peaks or whatever you want to call it in the graph there. A couple of days yeah. where you knocked out quite a few thousand words. Was it? Was it? It sounds like it was hard, but you must. They must have come. You know, a lot of words must have come because clearly we can see by the graph you've you've really hit that line of desire. Almost <laughs> fifteen thousand words in seven days. That's amazing. How did, did you, you do it? Feel it. I feel feel it. it. <laughs> was it was it early mornings? Was it late nights? Was it just was it both? Just yeah, I was saying to Danny before, once I got up at 3.30 in the morning, because I was like stressing about how am I going to have time to do it? And I was like, if you did it now, you wouldn't have to stress about having time to do it. So one of those big jumps is because I was up when you guys were up. You're my hero. That's amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. You. And was there, this is a question of the week, was there a soundtrack? Was there a particular song that got you through uh, for this week's words? Uh, no. no I, you, I, you told me it was John Farnham. You said, I'm going to say John Farnham on the podcast and you can't, you can't take the mickey out of me and now I you're just, backing right off on it. I was hoping that you were going to be listening to Farnham and channeling him and... <laughs> Yeah. So are you saying you weren't listening to John Farnham? Because I took that at face value too. <laughs> <laughs> and I was singing You're the Voice for like three days. <laughs> that's, that's, just no that's just normal for you, Tristan. Yeah. I, was, I was going with a bit of two strong hearts. Um, anyway, we move on. Now, Christy, that's fantastic. Well done. 24,000, over 24,000, just under the 25k mark that must have been excruciating anyway uh we come to my good self now uh i was at 9585 i was last and i fully accept that and this week <laughs> i've jumped up to 25106 <gasps> words yeah. you are the wind beneath my wing that's incredible <laughs> thank you how did you so do it how did you do it mr beck uh, how did I do it? Uh, well, the first week I had a public holiday. I had kids at home. I had all sorts of, I had other writing projects due and I really did not get off to a flyer. But um, last week I was able to make some time. I just uh, squirreled away some time and I did it in little portions. I did, I knew I had to get around, well, now I know I have to get around like 1600 because I'm back on track. So I'm sort of breaking it up into 500 word stints. So it doesn't feel like a marathon. It just feels like a little sprint and then you just go and, you know, relax and then a little sprint. So I've been breaking it up into bite-sized pieces. Nice, that's a bit of a Gabrielle Toza maneuver. Yeah, um, yeah. She used to say that she was sort of doing, going in like just chunks like that. Yeah, absolutely. No, yeah. Oh, unfortunately, my Wi-Fi is playing up, so I'm going to have to go. <laughs> I think that's because it's Danny's turn. Okay. Now, Danny, of course, as we know, she's she always gets off to a flyer and she never stops. And she just she almost Till keeps the pace. Now. She's a pace setter. So she was on 9,592 last week. This week, oh, <laughs> this week, <laughs> she's jumped up to 15,470. Positively, but I'm 10,000 under you guys. So thank you for your warm positivity, but I'm you actually know, losing nano. That is still 6,000 words in a week, which yeah, is that's a lot more words than none. You guys are like the best cheerleaders <laughs> I could mess. ever ask for. Yeah. I think you lose perspective on these numbers after a while, right? Because you chase 50,000. Look, that's 15,000 words. That's mm. like half a middle grade novel, pretty much. That's insane. So. Woo! That, is great. that is good going. And I, sh I should admit, I was listening to a lot of Hall, Hall of Notes, uh, Man Eater, and uh, <laughs> that sort of stuff. Um, my but, soundtrack, uh, Adrian, was. My soundtrack was going between The Cure yes. and putting Levitating by Dua Lipa on repeat, hoping that would give me some energy. It did oh. not. Oh, okay. All right. Well, fair enough. <laughs> I just sort of start dancing instead of writing. So. <laughs> well, you should try a little bit of Farnham, I think, really. Um, yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah, well, we're all going to go Farnham this week. Okay, and Great. last but definitely last, not least, because he was in front last week, It come we come to Byron Bay's favourite son, Tristan Banks. <laughs> 10,002 words last week. How did he go this week? Let's have a good look at his total. <gasps> oh! 11,578. Terrible. Tristan. I know. I know. You know what? Until this morning, I had 10,002 still. Um, <laughs> and then I... And then I cracked on 1576 just this morning. It all just went very wrong. The wheels fell off. Although, you know what? I'm exhausted because I've been working early to late on this edit. And, you know, it's a bit like, I was thinking this might be a weird analogy, but you know when you cross the road and the last thing you do is check the way that the traffic's coming right at you? You know what I mean? Like you you check to the right is the last, the way, last way you check. 
I had to check to the right because that deadline was about to hit me. Whereas I've still got half the road to get across before the other mm. deadline hits me. I've got a long way. I can, yes, I can TB. We've still got half the road. Let's do mm. this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wow. So, Virtual um, high five to you, TB. It's yeah. a long and winding road. Eleven thousand five hundred seventy-eight. Now we can see that in the in the graph. Just to let the listeners know, there's there's a bit of a flat line. You, uh, Danny, and you, Tristan, sort of had a bit of a flat section around the same time. So all I can take from that is that you had a great weekend, basically. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes, that is true, yeah. actually. We, did, we were tracking along, and actually, I think, apart from Danny um, pulling away <laughs> at the last minute, we were, and then we were... We just had too much of a good weekend. Sorry, we were not neck sorry. And neck. We actually okay. went to the Bahamas. We did. Uh, sorry, like guys. It. You guys what, were not um, invited. What songs did you listen to, Tristan? Beach Boys? Um, I actually, <laughs> I actually have been listening to. There's this um, Verve song called Appalachian Springs that I've been mm. listening to for years when I've been writing this mm. book. And considering I haven't been able to continue with the book up to this point, I don't know why I haven't done away with that soundtrack. But yeah, the <laughs> Verve and a bit of a band called Band of Horses that I oh, quite great. listen to when awesome. I uh, when I'm writing. Yeah. Your deadline on that edit was today, right? I was actually Friday and I thought I was going to stretch it till today, but then I worked extra hard, got it in 5.30 Friday afternoon, um, and then just... Took the weekend off. Well, even that, you know, I did a couple of things on the weekend too. A couple. It's hard like to it. write in the Bahamas though, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> there were no pens, there were just pineapples yeah. in like, yeah. you know, I like cocktails it. I inside like it. them. Hey, um, well, we've got a big second half. That's what I'm picking up from this. So uh, I uh, somehow have come to the lead at 25,000 words. Just under me is Christy Byrne on 24,000 words, 15,000 words, Danny V, and then Tristan Banks, who is promising in the second half of November is going to be a second half of November like the world has never seen before, and he's on 11,500. So before we're we coming. carry on, before we carry on, Adrian, I do, I do, I feel pain for my own words, but since you were coming last, Last year, I just want to say, 25, coming first, you're amazing. Oh, thank you. I need to get that as a ringtone, you're amazing. <laughs> It'll never be said again. <laughs> That's fantastic. That is awesome. Hey, um, now, the beauty of, of um, now that we know all the numbers, that means that we have a resident psychic with us. <gasps> Did you know that, Danny? that we've got a resident psychic with us? I did not. <laughs> So, so what, she, what she does, and her name is Christy Byrne, what she does is she listens to everyone and picks up little sort of uh, ticks or vibes. little sort of uh, vibes, exactly, the sort of like auras. That's like mm. the Byron Bay sort of way. She picks up all that <laughs> stuff and she interprets it and she can tell what's going to happen to us in the Ooh. next week. So uh, it's over to our resident psychic and her name is Christy Byrne for Christy's crystal ball. Christy, what have you got for us? I'd, I'd just like to point out that until about like half an hour ago, I thought this was a joke. And <laughs> Don't ruin the magic, Christy. Don't ruin the magic. Um, so, so the truth is I, I have no psychic powers, but my children have psychic powers. So I asked my kids, and they're familiar with your work. They know who you are. I've been talking about you for two weeks now. So my kids have predicted your word counts this for the coming season. Mm, I love this okay. so much. So, Danny, 190. <laughs> what, 190 <laughs> words? I can do that, guys. I can do that. Woo. In a week? Yes. I think you can do that. I think you can hit that. Now, uh, Yeah, 190. Yeah. And they've also predicted that you'll be um, writing outside a lot to access the flow. Oh, well, we know that works, don't we? So is that f foretold, Christy? That is absolutely foretold. Forsooth. It is foretold. <laughs> okay, terrific. All right. Uh, so that's Danny, 109 words, and she's oh going to be outside God. accessing the flow. Uh, anyone, any did, any vibes on any of the others, or is it just um, Danny this time? So, so Tristan, you're going to love this one. They predict that you will write one word, and the word, <laughs> <laughs> the word will be groggy. Oh, really? How, how old are your kids? 10 and 12. Oh, okay. <laughs> One word. One word, yeah. yeah. I, I believe in you, mate. I believe yes. in you. It really warms the cockles of my groggy heart. 
next week. Well, it better makes Danny feel good, right? Like <laughs> next week, Tristan's going to be like, nailed it. Um, <laughs> <and> they, <laughs> they also predict that you're going to invent a new dance craze that you will want to share with us live next week. Oh, really? Yeah, See? okay, I'm never wrong. See, you were saying that you don't have any predictive, your, your any ability to predict the future, and I think that's correct. <laughs> you, you hey, Christy, is that foretold? That is foretold. <laughs> it is foretold. TB, just write that one word now and have the rest of the week off. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay. Hang on. G R. Is it two Gs? <laughs> Um, what about Adrian? How many words? If I'm writing one word, he's, he better be on a half or something. A letter. <laughs> well, Danny's 190, you're one, and Adrian, they predict that not only will you lose all your hair, including <laughs> your beard, what? to be crystal bald. <laughs> oh, no. Bald. I like it, crystal nice. bald, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> they predict two words. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it has been foretold. Oh, yes. It is foretold. <laughs> okay, there you go. There's the three predictions for next week. Uh, oh. I can't see any of them coming true, but um, that's what uh, Christy's crystal ball is telling us. So thank this you. It's the secret of happiness, right? Low expectations. So you get out there, nail it, and uh, keep going, you guys. You can Absolutely. do it. I believe in you. That's great. Hey, um, just uh, just quickly because we had some, we've got some excellent sp- surprise guests that we need to get to very very quickly. But um, before we do that, we have some friends of the pod who were listening, some people that are sort of in the extended nano gang, and they were listening about uh, some of our projects that we're working on. They were they were interested in the whole how to find the funny, and so. Ooh. Um, I had a chat with one of my very good friends, Oliver Pomavan, and he said, all right, I'll lay down a tip for you. And I said, absolutely, they would love that. So here's a tip for, for, for Christy and Danny, who are trying to find the funny in their work, and also anyone else who might be writing or trying to write a funny project for NaNoWriMo. Love your work, Oliver. Hi, I'm Oliver Pomavan here, and just giving you guys a writing tip about writing comedy. So, look, comedy has always been... Um, walking that fine edge between what is right and what is oh so wrong. You know what I mean, <laughs> the kind of stuff that you could say in the living room, but if you said it out in a tweet, you might get cancelled. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Now, I want you to think carefully about how inappropriate your characters or the scene can be. So think of it, whether it's like, you know, um, a fart or a burp, um, you know, you can't go wrong with toilet humor or even think of like a, you know, an offbeat one-liner or just something that is a little bit, mm, I can't believe you kind of said that. That's the kind of mentality you need when it comes to writing comedy, especially if it's a serious scene, um, or if it's, um, a scene that deals with something that's quite heavy or serious. Now I find that when it comes to writing comedy as well, you need to have a victim. And so never forget that when you have pie on your face, it's funny because someone is actually getting that pie on their face. <laughs> I don't know. Who, who who has actually had pie on their face? I think I know one person who has quite recently, but anyway, uh, you know, never forget that someone needs to be hurt when it comes to writing comedy. So don't be afraid to play the victim card, whether it's the main character being the victim or someone else. And like I say, it could be wrong, but uh, you know what? If it feels right, add it in there and let your editor or someone else point it out to you. <laughs> um, good luck with it all. Keep chugging along. And I hope that your novel success will be one worthy of celebration. Cheers. Thank you, Oliver. Oh, hey. How amazing that? is that? I love that. And I love that now I know that everyone's inappropriate in their own living room, but not on a tweet. <laughs> so I feel normal now. Thank you, Oliver. Love you. Yeah, so push that, push those boundaries when you're trying to write funny stuff, and uh, and yeah. if you can find a victim. I think he might have been referring to Tristan. Did you get a pie in the face at some point recently? Uh, yeah. I think Danny B was there when I got I a pie was. in the face. Yeah. Best ever. And was that Green funny, pie. Danny? Oh, it was the best. <laughs> ever. I was only disappointed I didn't get to put the pie in his face. You know <laughs> what was? You know what wasn't funny to the victim? That the girl who won the right to slam the pie in mm. my face at the Ginger Meg's launch at Sydney Writers Festival, she really slammed that pie. Yeah. Like it wasn't just like a gentle <laughs> pie. It no. was like she went 
bam, yeah. right in my face. I feel like the bottom of the base of that pie touched your nose. Yeah, oh. it had. It actually pulled it away, and it was a perfect mask. It was like Han Solo's kind of um, mask and stuff. But, but was it funny? Hell yeah. yeah. Okay, good tips yeah. from. That's awesome. Thank you, Oliver, for those, and hopefully they're helpful for those that are writing funny books as well as Christy and Danny, who are as well. Um, and one last uh, tip that's been pre-recorded before we get to our special live guests, and that uh, that's for us. This one's for us, Tristan, because we're. I'm writing sort of an adventure. You're sort of writing a thriller, yeah? yeah. Um, and so Lin Yao has put together some tips on how to write stories along those lines. Love you, Lin. Hey, Nanos. This is Lin Yao, author of The Silent Listener. Here's my first writing tip for those of you writing a page turner. Keep your chapters short. This means no more than 2,000 words, maybe 2,500, but that's an absolute maximum because the shorter your chapters are, the more likely your readers are to want more and keep saying, I'll just read one more chapter, I'll just read one more chapter, no matter how late at night it is. Plus, they're easier for you to write and to keep tight and strong. Here's my next writing tip. Up the ante. Take whatever you've written and inject it with more impact. Not to the point of being melodramatic, but if you're going to give your protagonist a moral dilemma about, say, how she treats her twin daughters. It's got to be more than what she's going to give them for their birthday. Maybe it's about what she is and isn't, leaving each of them in her will. And it's got to be more than who gets the silver and who gets the paintings. Think Sophie's choice. Now, stop listening to me, get back to your writing and work out where you can up the ante. Mm, that was good. Up the ante. Actually, one of our special guests tonight um, is 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 a master of upping the ante and of tension, you know, of keeping that tension. Can't wait to meet your guest, TV. Ex exciting. Well, well, this is the thing because Adrian, uh, I, I don't. You know that I don't sort of usually lower myself to the kind of petty one-upmanship that he uh, <laughs> uses in order to kind of um, you know, just, just to be seen oh, a little bit better than me. But um, yeah. just this once, I thought I I would. Um, and because he had such a great guest last week, Gabrielle Toza was amazing. She had all these great tips and stuff for us. I thought, how do you beat the toes? And I thought, well, you know, I could have two guests come on maybe, or three guests maybe, but I thought, no, let's have four guests. Wow. Four guests. I think we're being replaced, Christine yeah, and Adrian. Well, so we'll just leave. How is this possible? possible? You might need to leave because I think it's going to get a little bit squishy in the studio. <laughs> um, but last week I did an online writing retreat with a middle graders writers group that I've been meeting with over the past sort of 14 months or so during the pandemic. And we each month we read a chapter of each other's work. Um, we get together for an hour and a half online. We banter for 15 minutes and then we have a very tight 15 minutes on each person's work where everyone goes, blah, 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 you know, and says, I love this. I love this. And why don't you, oh, I didn't understand that. And you could do this. And it's really good. And in that 15 minutes, you get, you know, absolute gold that improves that chapter. And so I thought I would invite all four wow. uh, the, the fine humans um, who are in, in that group with me. And uh, yeah, I thought I might introduce them now. Do it. Um, I'm so excited. Oh my goodness. Awesome. Four. We've got four special guests. Exactly. This is, this is unheard of. And they're all they're all uh, not necessarily doing nano this year, but all have particular talents in writing fast and writing and they're prolific write, writers. So um, first guest is the author of an amazing book called A Clue for Clara, all the way from Tasmania, Leon Tanner. Oh. Yay, I love Leon. I'm Clara. Hello. Hi, Leon. Hello. 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 Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, so excited yeah. to have you here. Oh, thank you very much. It is freezing in Tasmania right now. It was hailing this afternoon. I was standing at my window watching this hail absolutely bucketing down, but it's kind of, yeah, that's Tasmanian spring. And is that good for writing or not so good? Uh, no, it's great. It's lovely for writing. You sort of, you know, light the fire and tuck up on the sofa and write. Yeah, it's oh, great. Good. Okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna come back and and ask you some questions. On, I can turn my camera on. Here I am. Now I can see. You. <laughs> At least now you can see me. <laughs> Hi. Very good. Okay, I'm going to introduce our other three guests, and then I'm going to circle back to you, Leon. 
Um, okay, so the the much loved award winning author of uh, Max Remy, the <gasps> Spelling Bee series, and an upcoming book called The Book of Wondrous Possibilities, Deborah Abella. Oh my goodness! Well, one of my hello. people in the world. Hello, <laughs> hello, lovely people. Oh my gosh, what a nice room to be in. This oh, is the wow. best surprise party ever. This is an <laughs> epic lineup. All right, come on, keep going, Tristan. I can't bear oh, okay, the excitement. Okay, 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 yeah. Um, uh, the, the author of best-selling, critically acclaimed and award-winning adult novels and the upcoming series Big Magic, which is out next year, Sarah Armstrong. <gasps> hey, Hello. Sarah. Hi. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. So exciting. I, I made a short film of one of Sarah's short stories about 20 years ago. She is a fellow Byron uh, author and has had, you know, lots of best-selling books for adults and critically acclaimed books for adults, um, journalist as well, ABC journalist, and um, and is now writing for middle graders. So, yeah. <clears throat> that, and loving it. So loving writing for middle grade. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. What's, I'm what, in awe of this. This is amazing. Oh, cool. Sarah, what's different? What do you find different about writing for middle graders rather than writing for adults? I think the thing I love most is I take myself back to what it was like reading as a child. And for like, we didn't have a television when I was growing up and I read a lot, like I read a book a day pretty much. And it was this incredible, precious time of my life that where I sort of was getting the sense of what was out there in the world and I was yet to go into it. So it was this lovely feeling of possibility and uh, wonder. And so when I'm writing for that age, I feel taken back to that part of my own life, which is really, really great. And I, I like some of the parameters that there are with writing for kids. Um, some of my adult work ended up getting a bit sort of grim mm -hmm. and uh, I just really like, I, I really love, writing for kids and I have an 11 year old daughter. So, you know, I feel like I'm writing for her as well as for my 11 year old self. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Okay. Uh, we have one more guest. Um, the author of beloved picture book, Archie and the Bear and the best-selling Humankind series and an upcoming middle grade novel called Queenie, Zanny Louise. Zanny. Hello. Hi everyone. <laughs> so lovely to see you. What this an honour to be part this, of this. This is so amazing. I, I have to give it to Tristan. Normally he doesn't impress me at all, but this is actually <laughs> incredible. He's actually pulled his finger out this time round and got some absolute superstars on board. It's fantastic. Nailed it. Absolutely. Um, Zanny, can you, you're an incredibly prolific author. Can you tell us um, some of your secrets for getting so many words down? I think even in the illustrious company we're in, um, each month, we're all, um, Leon and Deb and Sarah and I are all astounded by the number of words that, that Zanny and the number of like clean, nice words that she manages to get. <laughs> so how do, you, how do you do it, Zanny? Oh, that's uh, very nice of you. Um, well, a lot of them aren't clean, nice words and most of them are rubbish, but <laughs> thank you. Um, well, when I first started writing anything, I was writing these massive textbooks, like 80,000 word textbooks, and I had newborn babies and they were about like trucking and logistics and aged care and all sorts of things. So I used to just put my headphones on, strap my kid to the chest and just write. And, you know, I'd be, I'd be on a deadline and I'm just very good at kind of cutting out all the noise and just writing. And so I'm the sort of person who just has to sit down, set myself a target and just write hell for leather. Okay, so the tip for all the nanoers out there is borrow someone's kid, strap them to the front, and uh, write a book on trucking, and you'll knock out 80,000 words. And then you'll go to jail and you can write as many words as you like. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, oh, that's, yeah, that's interesting. Um, and I know, uh, Leon, you've been known to write lots of words to do, and what, what we're always amazed, and we all feel in this in this writing group, we all feel a little bit useless to Leon in that her words are so polished when they come in. It's like mm -hmm. we all laugh at it and read it like it's a finished book, and it hasn't been edited yet. I mean, how, how do you do this magic, Leon? Um. Look, I, I used to, I, I've changed the way I work quite a lot. Um, I used to plot like mad and then write like 
crazy for four or five weeks. So kind of like a, a miniature nano. Um, and then, and, and during that time, I would not go back and edit at all. Um, now I've, I've discovered that I actually really like editing as I go. I don't think I could have done this when I was first start, starting out. I th think I would have got a bit paralyzed um, and got stuck on the first, first chapter thing. But now I can I can sort of move ahead at the same time as I as I edit as I go, um, so I, I do sort of sort out contradictions as I go, Tristan. Um, I I was thinking about I I think one of the big things I've learned is that there are a whole lot of scenes that I write that just do not need to happen. You know, like I'll be writing something and I will go, God, I'm bored with. You know, this is such a boring scene. Why am I writing it? And, and when that happens, I think there are either two things. There is one of two things going on. Either I haven't found the conflict in the scene yet, whether it's an internal or an external conflict. I haven't pinned it down. I haven't worked it out. You know, maybe somebody's thinking about something or people are discussing something, you know, and there's, there's no real conflict. So it's either that or the whole scene is not necessary. Okay. Um, and, you know, really what I need to do is jump scenes that excites me. And okay. this whole, all this in-between stuff does not need to happen. You know, you sort of, you keep, I, I, I fall into this trap of thinking you have to fill in the gaps. And quite a lot of the time you do not have to fill in the gaps. You can sort of jump to the next interesting thing that happens. You don't have to do all the, she blew her nose and stuff. So it's on that reread that you gauge it based on just how bored you are. And if you find it's boring rereading it, you're either cutting it or you're looking for greater conflict in the scene. Yeah. And a lot of the time I'm cutting it. I, if I'm bored writing it, then people are going to be bored reading it. That's the good tip. Um, right. and Sarah, you, as, as a former journalist, do you, what do what do you, do you think that your, um, that your fiction writing benefits from your work as a journalist? I mean, and does it, does it allow you to write faster or does it allow you to write cleaner words? Cause you're another writer who comes with incredibly, like I'd say your first drafts really feel, um, elevated. They feel like, you know, third or fourth drafts to me. I think that being a journalist, really taught me the incredible value of a deadline. <laughs> you know, there was just no question I had to get the story ready to go to air. So now I try and apply that same thing and I have a deadline. I have to deliver, you know, first draft by the 29th of November for the sequel for my um, first middle grade book. So that's a serious deadline that's giving me a great sort of um, momentum. I think I really did, because I worked in radio mostly, you learn to write really um very clean copy with very few extraneous words uh, and the meaning's got to be really evident right from the sort of beginning. The meaning can't sort of, sort of appear right at the end. So I think I really learned to write very leanly. But when I then started writing fiction, I almost had to learn to add back in. If I really go berserk with my editing, I can, well, my copy editing, I can just pull out too many words because I think, I'm going to make it really streamlined. I'm going to remove every extraneous word, but it can get a little bit too, um, it can lose a little bit of life. So I just have to sort really of balance, easy have to, to balance It's really that. easy to edit something to death, isn't it? I, I have that tendency too, if I'm not careful. Have yeah, to leave some yeah. in it. Yeah. Well, I definitely learned things from journalism, but I sort of had to unlearn a few of them as well. Yeah, yeah that's interesting. And Deb, can you tell us... Um, our, we had an online writing retreat last week uh, with five of us. Can you tell um, people a little bit about, you know, what we did in our in our inverted commas retreat? Yeah, I mean, the, the sad thing was it was supposed to be an in-person retreat, of course. The five of us were going to go away for an entire week and just write, and it was going to be lovely, and that didn't happen. So, yeah, we met online for a couple of days um, throughout last week, and it was just to check in. So it wasn't um, – actually, at the beginning of the week, we did have our normal – 15 minutes of chat and then 15 minutes hard concentrating on uh, the piece of work that we all had handed in. So that that's our regular um, setup, like you were saying. But yeah, other couple of times in the week, we just kind of checked in with each other. And that was quite nice because we're very strict with how we run our group. Um, but this was just a, how are you going? Um, you know, what's worrying you? What's troubling you? What are, What's kind of this, a sticking point? And, and that was really, really nice. And I'd had a couple of days last week where 
I found it really hard. You know, it was like, um, like I just, I saw this Roald Dahl quote this morning that just talks about, you know, writing is like going for a, a really long walk. And there, you know, every time you move around, there's a different view, you turn around, it's, it's a lovely view behind you, but you climb higher, it's an even better view. And ultimately, you're, you're, you're aiming for that mountain with that great view over everything, you can look back over everything. Um, and uh, I it just that it last week, it just felt like I was climbing the mountain every day and and it just felt like oh my god you know it's got to be easier than this you know because you have your good days where you just bang it out and it, it feels amazing and then you have those days where you're climbing a mountain and we were having this chat about even if that day feels like I've got nothing to say or or everything I'm writing is rubbish and garbage you have to show up you just you know, you have to dust yourself off the next day and wake up and, and, you know, and say, I've just got to show up again at my desk. And I've just, because I know why I love this story. And, and like Leanne said, if you're bored with it, why am I bored then? I need to chuck it out then. I need to throw something away or there's just not enough at stake for the character. There's no tension. Um, so you just, you've got to keep showing up. And, and it was really nice to have that chat with everyone and sort of just, basically admit that I'd been really lazy and, and, and unproductive. And the very next day I was really productive. It was amazing. It was almost like, yeah, that's all off my chest now. Let's just go for it. And remember back to the reason why you fell in love with the story in the first place and why you fell in love with the characters and all the stuff that happens. And every single time I do that, I think, no, 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 this is good. This is worthwhile. Maybe yesterday's work that I did is rubbish, but I know why I'm here and um, and it was it was a really lovely couple of days of just checking in and seeing how everybody's going. Such good tips. And I think um, I encourage people to set up critique groups like this, don't you think, where you get to critique each other's oh work. It's been so helpful for all of us. But also um, it's nice. Deb has been publishing children's books since 1936. She's just... <laughs> she, I know you're... you like, you've, <laughs> <laughs> you've been pu publishing for many years. And uh, and and I just think to, to sort of think that someone who has published as many books as you have still finds that thing that some days you just can't do it and some days you just feel lost in those mountains and then you know other days you you finally make it to the peak and you can look out over your yeah. over your work um so there you go so they're they're my special guests you guys are <laughs> what you absolute treat <laughs> seriously thank you so much for coming in and sharing your tips just i'm amazed that you're all here in this beautiful little zoom room it's been amazing it just feels like a writer's conference or a green room or something, doesn't it? Like, just, I, want, I want to stay and, like, eat, eat cake and have coffee. Yes, we're the lamingtons. That's yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. No, thanks so much for coming by. Can we just quickly run through that a, a quick challenge that people find um, have been finding, say, this week in your writing? Is there is there one quick challenge that you can sort of just say, this has been the real, you know, bugbear for me? Uh, this week. Um, Danny, would you like to go first? Yeah, so for me it's been because I'm waiting back on edits for my second middle grade and that has left me stuck because I find it very hard to move on and just start afresh. So I sort of I want to be in this confident, free-flowing space, but I find it very hard to move forward till I get those edits. And, you know, then I'll probably break down and cry and have, you know, <laughs> fall apart <laughs> for a few days and then I'll pick myself up off the concrete and put myself <laughs> back together again and do the work. But right now I'm just in limbo. So that's okay. so that's it's the multiple happen. projects thing. I can really relate to that too. Yeah. Um, Leon, what's your what's been your um, bugbear this week? Um, I think I'm, I'm writing the second book of, I'm doing the first draft of the second book of a two book, two book series. And the thing I've been struggling with is how much backstory do I put in? Because story is going to be a major spoiler for the first book. And there are all these wonderful surprises in the first book that I really don't want to ruin for people, you know, and so I'm kind of having this thing of what, I do about people who come to the second book first. I'm sort of thinking after talking to the writing group on Friday, I'm sort of thinking of little notices all through the book, you know, stop, don't go any further. Um, go and buy the other book for heaven's sake. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what, I, that's what I've been struggling with. 
Okay, and then Sarah, you're writing the second book in a two book series. Also, um, yeah. what are the things that have what's what's one thing that's driven you crazy this week? I've had the same backstory issue where I'm sort of going, oh, how much do I need to tell here? And it just feels a bit clunky and it's slowing everything down. Uh, but also because I've created it's like kind of low fantasy, if you like. So there's a bit of a magical world, but it's very much real in the real world. Uh, there are all these rules that I've created in my magical world, and I'm. It's like I just have to get really clear on that. And that actually is incredibly time-consuming. I had no idea how time-consuming it would be figuring out all the laws and the rules. And then I'll go, but hang on, if that's the law, how come that's happening? How have yeah. I let that happen? So that that's kind of, okay. yeah, I'm finding that a little bit tricky at the minute. Big story world. And, Deb, what's your, what's your bugbear? Well, I guess, it, and it goes back to that being, being a little bit stuck last week and climbing that mountain, it's, to tell the story, and it's a little bit what what Sarah just said too, to, to telling the story in as lean a way as you can and getting rid of anything that you don't need, getting rid of anything that gets in the way of the story, um, slows down the pace. You know, every single sentence in your work has to earn its place in your book. And I mean every single sentence. And, and even today I was editing again and I'm just rereading an edit that I'm about to hand in. I, I saw a whole sentence just sitting there and I thought, you don't deserve to be there so i got rid of it and it's and not only did i not need it it was better without it and i i'm constantly in awe of the writing process like that like we know and we talk about this in our critique group too we kind of straddle that thing of i don't know what i'm doing too no i've learned some stuff i kind of know some stuff you know and then i see this line sitting there in the fourth draft of a novel i think how the hell did you sneak through so many drafts and <laughs> so it's that thing of but I need to add sometimes too, though, you can add a line, a moment between two characters, a look or a smile or someone reaching for someone's fingertips or, you know, and it completely changes that scene and changes the mood of that scene and the feel of it and or, or the relationship of that those two characters just went up a notch. And so that constant balance of that sentence that's sitting there and it doesn't deserve to be there or actually, no, I, I do need one more sentence because I just need the readers to know that their relationships just shifted so that really nuanced stuff that you get into in in your sort of um your later drafts is i love it um but it's kind of like you're into the weeds by this stage yeah it's so nice mm. i love that feeling too so nice yeah. um, can, can you can we all um thank our fine guests danny louise lee and tanner sarah armstrong and deborah bella Ooh, yes yeah. so good, guys. it's so good to hear all those amazing tips thank you very much amazing oh, thank you for having us thank you Absolutely in all. Thank you so much. What great advice too. And I just love that, Deb, that last thing you said about that nuanced detail. And then it just as you were saying all those things that, yeah, that's that's it, you know, that's it. Yeah. You guys are awesome. You guys are awesome. Hey, um, what got what, what I just want to ask one bonus question if I can, Tristan. I know they're, they're your critique group. I know that. I'm not trying to take them away from you. He is. Just one little question. I'm gonna I'm gonna aim it at Deb because uh, I love Deb, uh, just quietly. Um, Deb, uh, you got back in the flow. Had it because everyone that's listening is doing NaNoWriMo, okay, and they want to get these words down. And you were stuck, and you got up on the mountain. Fortunately, it wasn't a volcanic mountain. It was just a normal mountain. Uh, how did you get the flow back what 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 clicked oh you know what it was a combination of things but it really was having that kind of getting together for that one hour with the critique group and just admitting i was it was really hard and this is why it was really hard and you know what and i think we all feel like no matter how long we've been writing to hear another writer say yeah i'm really struggling with that too it can make you go Oh, thank goodness I'm not the only one, you know, who's ever <laughs> felt like that. And so my lovely Uber critique group said, oh, Deb, but no, you're great, you're great. And I said, yeah, but you all feel like this too sometimes. And I went, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, good, thanks. And it was almost just getting it off my chest, knowing, of course, that I'm not the only writer who's ever felt like a fraud and, and, and I can't string a sentence together. And then, and again, sort of what I said before, go back to the reason why you fell in love with this story mm. in the first place. Mm. Great advice for all the people attempting to break through that halfway mark of nano as well and finding it a little bit tricky. Go yeah. back and have a look at why you wanted to tell the story in the first place. That's yeah. great advice. Oh, what a terrific lineup. Tristan, you've outdone yourself. 
<laughs> See, this is the thing. If you if you if you're somewhat mediocre yourself, if you surround yourself by amazing people, then it just lifts you a, a little bit in people's that, estimation. That's why you join the NaNoWriMo hosting. <laughs> I was going to say. There are 27 other groups I'm part of as well. <laughs> I'm trying to surround myself with good people all the time. <laughs> I was going to say, you keep saying how how um, amazing all the work is that comes to you, and I'm thinking, what are you giving to them, like stuff scrawled on the back of chip packets or something? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, Tristan? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Brilliant advice. I think all the nano pals um, that are listening and are writing as well are going to get so much from your tips and advice. So thank you so much. Yes. Thank you, legends. Thank Super you. Super welcome. You. Enjoy Bye. your Bye. writing. Bye. Just really throw yourself into it and just love it. Oh, love thank it. You. <laughs> thank you. Bye. 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 Adrian Beck. The yes. time has come, Adrian Beck. Last what do you mean week, the time has come? Last week I made a confession about being scared to tell you I was working on two projects because you don't like to break rules. <laughs> You're a little bit inflexible and a bit judgy. <laughs> what? Now, you did take it well. You did. However, I look, can I however, be honest? No. Can I be honest? I took it well because Gabriel, Gabriel Toza was there. If it was just you and I, I would have said, <gasps> Danny... You're breaking all the rules. Well, I was going to no, say, you did what, take it well, but you did use, like, is everyone else not being monogamous? Monogamous? <laughs> and then, say it. And then, <laughs> and then you also said, oh, maybe Danny will add her shopping list to her word count. I didn't because, obviously, I only got to 15,000, so I actually did not use my shopping list, although I'd be a lot more. Mm. Um, now, like, I do, I do love you dearly. Adrian, but I you feel do? like I do, I do most some occasionally. Yeah. So I brought in a special guest who knows you very well, who is a writing partner, because we're going to have a bit of an intervention about Adrian's inability <laughs> to break rules. So secret guest, please come on for this intervention. Another secret guest. <laughs> it is Nicole Hayes has uh, written books with Adrian Beck and who knows Adrian Beck better oh, than no. anyone. It is the person who has written and slogged away with him at oh, these no. beautiful little books that they've written together. So tell Hi. us all, Hi. all about. Hi, Fantastic. We're going to get so much dirt. This is like a Jerry Springer episode. Yeah, yeah. So fair. Nick, Nick, love yes. your work. Uh, can you tell me some dirt? About Adrian. Oh, hang on. You just got Nick on to tell to tell dirt on me. Is that is that really just what we're doing? Follow those guys, seriously. Um, <laughs> I thought you wanted me for my genius, my writing. I do. I do. I don't know. I, no, no. I absolutely want Nick. She's got some amazing advice. But first, dirt. <laughs> if she's if she's unwilling to give anything, I'd love to to uh, spread a few. <laughs> get in line. Yeah, get in that line. Usually doesn't stop you. So, Nick, five books in, writing with this glorious, radiant human. Give us the dirt, the dirtiest dirt you've got on this man. Mm, okay. I, I think the, the, um, the one thing that I can guarantee every time we're tra we were trading a manuscript back and forth is when I said to him something like, I just touched up the character a little bit. <laughs> he would go white because he knew there were an extra 3,000 words. <laughs> probably weren't going to survive, but somewhere in there was the goal. <laughs> he was such a, he just, I'm talking about you like you're dead. Um, no. <laughs> I think part of me is. <laughs> you love your rules, you like, and you, your chapters, you had word counts for chapters, bless your cotton socks, and I <laughs> blew up the minute I got hold of the manuscript. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so your challenge this week, Adrian, when we get back to our next episode, is to break one rule this week and come oh. back and tell us what the rule you broke was and how it felt. Oh, my gosh. Oh. I don't know if I can do that. Yeah. So you <laughs> might you... eat a chocolate during dinner. <laughs> oh, it's, like, it's one of those rules. I thought it was a writing rule. Or you might. Or you might. <laughs> what other rules could he break? Or you might do something else even worse. So you're going to break the rule this week. <laughs> Don't break the law. Just no. you just write a chapter that you haven't plotted. <gasps> he did that last night. I didn't go. Don't well. do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Adrian, can you tell us, were you a law-abiding citizen at school? Like, if we got some of your school friends on, would they go, "Oh, yeah, Beck, mate, you didn't want to, you didn't want to step over the line with that guy around"? He would report everything that we did. Citizens arrest. I was a real dibber dobber. Yep, absolutely. And there's no doubt about it. 
No, no, look, the thing is, here's, I learnt, I actually, and I've said this before, and I'll happily say it again, I learnt a lot from working as a partnership with Nicole, and I hope to, uh, we hope to write some books down the track again at some stage, but um, because I am very rigid, and I am very strict, and I, I do, you know, I plot things out to within an inch of their lives, and then Nicole will come in and and one minute beforehand, she'll say, I'm not really sure what I'm going to do with this. And then she'll go away and she'll come back with something that I don't think she had any idea was coming, but I certainly had no idea was coming. And <laughs> it takes it in, in in surprising places and it gives you character moments, which you never even thought were going to, uh, were this even there. This is a love fest. This but is, that's the thing. This is the thing, Danny. This is, this is the thing. You can, you can actually work with people that are different to you and you can come up with something that's even better because the two, the two approaches sort of complement each other. So I learnt a lot from Nicole, but obviously not enough to change anything that I'm doing. Completely, you know what? Completely backfired on me. For fear that this turns into a being nice to Adrian Beck segment that nobody wants. I Thank you, Nicole. That's, I'm Thank happy you. with that. Look, That's fine. Look, I started plotting because of you. Oh, wow. Oh, I've, I've oh. like... I did squares and like coloured pens and things. I never thought oh. I'd see the day. That's amazing. I know. You've, I mean, you've I'm broken completely... her free spirit. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Adrian does just... to us all, TB. He breaks exactly. our spirits. Eventually, I'll break you all. <laughs> I mean, I'm not entirely sure I'm following it, but it's oh. there, and I think that's a step, you know, baby yeah. steps. So yeah. next week, Adrian, break everyone's spirit. Beck, one rule to be broken during the okay. week. Tell us how it went, how it felt, where you felt it in your body, and if you'll do it again. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure anyone wants that much detail, but I will definitely, I will, I will break a rule, a writing rule, something to do with nano, some, I don't know what it'll be. But I'll come back to you um, and uh... and get a little audio grab of it too, if you can. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah sure. What I don't know what, what it'll be. It might just be <laughs> that was Tristan. <laughs> it might just be typing. Like yeah, yeah, thank you. <laughs> now, um, yeah, okay, great. Now, I'll Nick, do we, something. We also got you on because you're absolutely wonderful. Not Jeez, just to gang up on Adrian, even though that was really eighty percent of what I wanted you to come on for. So thank you. Um, you have some amazing tips for writing fast, writing amazing Ooh, this work. this is what we need, yes. Nano, nano tips, so hit us, hit us. Well, look, can I brag about my one big yes. nano success? Please. And it is, people think I've made it up, but it's a true story. I did a one of those intensive spend the day writing, you know, everyone's in a group um, during nano a few years ago. It was when I was writing One True Thing. You and um, I did a, in a day. <laughs> Did you write 50,000 in a day? Oh, no, not quite that good. Oh. I, tell you what, though, I did, what, no, when you start at nine and they served us lunch and it was really an afternoon tea and we barely, you know, we just had a little breaks for nine to five. It's very civilised. I up 13,673 oh, wow. in, in a day? In, in a, one day. Oh, oh my really? God. It did break me for the rest of Nano and I didn't write anything else. But <laughs> importantly, I broke through a, like in a story point that I could not break through and I probably kept half of it, but it was a, a wall I'd hit. And what I did, the trick that I did, and I've never <laughs> since repeated it, so perhaps it's of no use to anyone else. It was just one of those magical moments. But is I did the I want to write about and because I didn't know what I was going to say. And it was literally everything that came out, um, mm. just every processing, like all of the getting around, this is what I want to write about, start big, get narrower and narrower until, and it probably wasn't much, you know, 15 minutes in, 20 minutes in each scene that I would do. And I would then be in the scene. So I'd find my way in there with a lot of dreck and bollocks beforehand, mm. but I got there every time. So, um, and I did count those words. Yeah, you got <laughs> it. Is that okay, adjudicator Adrian? Is well, you could count, count them. those words. <laughs> you would. Yeah. It is good. I think I quite often in my morning pages, I'll quite often start out with my story is about, and I'm three years into writing this book and I'm still telling myself what the story is about. From, and then you just find some, it just one morning you just find an alternative perspective to look upon this story or some little mm. character thing or whatever that then leads you into a scene that leads you into a chapter and you're and you're away i i agree i think that's a really nice gentle way in so yeah, how does I mean, how does that work nick do you, you 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 just write randomly at the start and and you just sort of uh, let it evolve 
Well, no. So I'll do that as like a, a when I'm, I have an idea and I'm not sure what it looks like. But generally I'll use it actually for like a scene or a chapter. I want to write about an argument. So-and-so is angry with so-and-so. I don't know what it, you know, so I'll, I'll start. It, it can be really targeted actually mm. um, until, or even I'll just say, I want to write about the hotel and, in you know, I start adding description eventually. But it's more about just giving my permission, myself permission to just maybe just write about what I want to write about and not actually do the writing. And mm. my sneaky little brain starts switching into writing mode anyway, mm. almost despite me. So yeah, it's, it, I do recommend it. It's a great tip for those that have just plotted out like I have, really basically, you know, yeah. <laughs> X meets Y and something blows up. Okay, what do I want to write about? X meets Y and something. And then you can sort of trick yourself into it. I love it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a big fan of that. And, and like I do it in often in um, like designated time, like the Pomodoro style, but like just so that I don't feel like it's too much. Mm. And also in my head I'm saying this way I won't get stuck in this description and I'll end up getting into the scene I always get in there anyway but it makes me feel like I'm unlikely to get you know lost in in the 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 direct and I or lost in the weeds I actually can get into the story but I if I do a 15 or 20 minute block 10 minutes in and I'm there and so Mm -hmm. and it happens every time so highly recommend it um that I love that do you um have any more filth on Beck though You'll have to get me back. You'll have to get me. I think we might have to have a whole show on this. I'm yeah. going to, I'll take notes. I'll bring yeah. photos. All right. We'll call it. Right. Hey, a I am squeaky clean. There is Adrian. nothing on me. There's Dirt. nothing. Teflon. That's on what I am. Adrian's spin-off <laughs> series hosted by Nick, Tristan and Danny V. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, look, we know that there'd be big ratings, of course, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, you know, I, I endorse it. Go for it. Absolutely. Why not? Everyone wanting to see you go down. Yeah. <laughs> Cancel. Hashtag. I've got the hashtag ready, guys. Cancel Beck. Oh, great. <laughs> uh, Nick, look, thank you. Thank you for, I think, thank you for joining this intervention. I think thank you. Um, but I'm glad you, you didn't go as hard as you probably could have um, because uh, I would have been like, blubbering on the on the floor. But, um, yeah, no, that's some great tips. This this. This whole episode's been jam-packed with awesome mm. tips. So many that are not only just doing that, just writers in general. So um, hopefully people have been able to take a lot of these fantastic insights away. Love your work, Nick. You said, and, Nick, uh, about um, just writing for 10 minutes. Oh, I love that. Like, I think a lot of the time there's a, um, you know, there's a mental block about sitting down and actually doing the work. And so I tell kids if I'm at school visits or whatever, I tell them I only write for 10 minutes a day. That's all I have to do. If I do my 10 minutes and I'm not feeling it, that's cool. I can go into something else. But if at the end of 10 minutes I want to keep going, keep going. And I think um, for nano people who are, like, stuck at the moment or they can't get started, sit down, give yourself permission to leave after 10 minutes, mm. but do the 10 minutes and then you might find that you, you're free of that block. if you mm. Just give yourself permission to walk away at the end. Yeah, yeah I always think. I give that to my, I tell my students that because so many of them are struggling. A lot of them, you know, they've got full-time jobs as well or whatever. But I used to do it when I had babies because, you know, I didn't know how long they'll go. Look after the so babies I'd... for 10 minutes and then <laughs> do some Correct. writing. Yeah. And then back. Eight yeah. hours. No, no, like I just, I'd be, you know, thinking about what I wanted to write, but sometimes I'd only get 10 or 15 minutes without, with my hands free and it would just go zoom. And you can get a lot done actually if, if you try to do that consistently. And most people can find 10 or 15 minutes a day. Mm. Absolutely. Gross. Thank you, Nick. Thank you. You're a wonder and we love you. And anytime you want to gang up on AB, just call me. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. And we're on. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, she is, she is a legend. Thank you, Nicole Hayes. Check out One True Thing. Check out uh, Little Legends. She, uh, she she basically wrote all that. I just put my name on there, just you know, just so the sales would go through the roof. But uh, but uh, it was it was it was awesome working with you. And we will we'll work on something again down the track. But um, thanks for joining us on the Nano Gang, Nick. No worries. Good luck with your projects, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, we've got to that time uh, of of Nano Rimo where we're halfway through. So we're all aiming, if we're going for that line of desire, we're all aiming for 25K, right? And just to finish off this week's absolute blockbuster of an episode, we've got one more name who's going to give us uh, a tip to get through this difficult part. Now, those that uh, are huge fans of this uh, of this particular spin-off series would remember that Holden Shepard came on last year 
And it was about this time, halfway through, and he warned us about the danger zone. So we thought we'd just get him to talk a little bit. I asked him if he wouldn't mind reminding us about how we get through, what the danger zone is in NaNoWriMo and how we get through it. So here's Holden Shepherd on the danger zone. G'day, Nano gang. It's author and renowned Peugeot enthusiast Holden Shepherd here with some solicited NaNoWriMo advice. Thanks to Adrian for inviting me. Uh, so I've just been asked to very quickly talk about uh, the big problem with week three of NaNo, uh, which is something that uh, in literary terms, philosopher Kenny Loggins described as the danger zone. And what I mean by the danger zone is the space between 20,000 words and 30,000 words, which is often where you realize uh, if your manuscript has legs, is this book going to sink or swim? Now, if it was a great idea and it's now not going to work out, sometimes there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, but often we get into this danger zone and a perfectly good idea can grind to a halt. Um, and it still has legs, but we just don't know how to find our way forward. Uh, and what I used to think was the problem was that I didn't know what I was doing next. You know, so I'm sitting there trying to commit to 1600 words a day, but I'm, I'm stressing about the future plot. And, you know, there must be something I'm doing wrong if I can't write words. And uh, in uh, my previous experience with NaNoWriMo, uh, what I've learned is that it's usually not the future, it's actually the past that's the problem. So I'll often look back at, at uh, not even the chapter I'm stuck on, but the chapter or the scene that I've just completed. And what I've learned is that there's usually something I've done that was a mistake in that previous chapter. So I've closed a door in terms of the plot or in terms of the character, and it's closed off a whole bunch of opportunities that actually I was excited about, and they can no longer happen because of what I've just written. So what I've learned and my advice in terms of getting through the danger zone is uh, even though it's a race, even though we're determined to steely, you know, tunnel vision, look forward. Um, if you reach the danger zone this week and you come grinding to a halt, the best thing you can do uh, to move forward in the long term is to take a breath, take a pause, briefly look over your shoulder at the chapter or the scene you just did and have a think about which doors you just closed for your story whether or not you want those doors to be closed and, and think about what you can do to change it so the doors are open again and you can be excited again about what happens in your manuscript. And usually by changing just a couple of things and reopening some of those opportunities for your manuscript, that's enough for me to then be excited and reinvigorated about the manuscript and be able to plow on all the way to 50,000 words. So uh, good luck. Uh, hope you guys find a highway in and also out of the danger zone. Cheers, Nano Gang. Go well. <laughs> God, I love oh, Holden Shepard. Good, good advice, hey Tristan. I think so. I actually had that, that moment today of getting to a point where, having been on the other book for the last week, really intensively, and I've come back to this one. It's this big story world. I'm trying to hold it all in my head. I'm, I, the, I've lost the energy, and I look over my shoulder and realise, yeah. I have you know, I actually had sort of closed a few doors in terms of tension and stuff. And I was writing these scenes that were words on the page, but they really had no tension. So it sent me back to the outline, getting the whole story in my head. And then hopefully tomorrow I'll, um, I'll refine that outline and then get going again. And by next Monday, I really reckon, I, I think the next two weeks, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to stack on some words. Ooh, you heard That's it here first. I like it. So well, maybe not, I, or maybe not get to the 50, but I, I think, uh, you know, I should, I should get, have some really good days in the next two weeks. Mm. Speaking of people who've had some good days, not only has Holden Shepherd helped us get through these days, but our nano pals have got, had some good days, haven't they, Christy? My gosh, they've had so many good days. It's almost humiliating. I <laughs> the segment because yeah are we sure you want to do this yeah let's let's do it like racetrack sort of oh my I, I will do it racetrack because oh, this is too embarrassing actually Michael 25,942 Billington 19,997 nice Linda Grant 27,111 you should see Danny's face she's going white white whiter <laughs> Amber BG, 25,330. Oh, Aussie yes. Kids Books, 22,262. Nice. Joe Diggs on 8,361. She says she has lost the plot and is stuck. So I hope this episode has helped you, Joe. We like people like Joe. 
What's more, that? More, more of her, more yeah, Joe's. More, more Joe's. Well, we Joe's going to listen to Holden's advice. Go back a little bit and open some doors. Yeah. Um, not, not literally, open some doors in the plot. <laughs> or just write for 10 minutes, just 10 minutes a day. Just keep yes. turning up and climbing that mountain. Um, Kate Temple, 16,697. And Go she that half of them are keepers. Ooh. Half of them are good words, so that is impressive. And HM War on 27,533. That's oh. big. Yeah. It's inspiring, though, it's to know that impressive. people are really sticking to the plan and, and knocking out those kind of numbers. Except, TB, you and I. Well, we don't. <laughs> you know why? Because we're mavericks, we're outsiders, ah, we're yes. edgy. You know? So we're all breakers. I don't care about rules. <laughs> I, I, I just throw the rules out the door. I don't care. I'm not a rule follower. You know. <laughs> On the line of desire. You are like hugging <laughs> the line of desire. I am. So, Tristan, you said you're going to have a big week. Is uh, So how many do you reckon you'll get? Look, if I what was I on? 11,500. Yeah. Look, I think I, I still don't know if I'll get to 25, to tell you the truth, but I might get to 22,000. I reckon I'm going to double what I've got now. Awesome. Oh, I like it. I like it. Uh, what about you, Christy? I am sticking to the line of desire. Yeah, I, I reckon I'm there now. I just need to plug, 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 and then a few late nights and, yeah. Away we go. Is it another 3.30 a.m. start maybe? Maybe. <laughs> maybe tonight. <laughs> Danny, um, how many words do we actually need to get by the time we meet next time? 36,000. This feels like a lot. <laughs> it feels Big like number. a lot, particularly when you're on 15. Yes. <laughs> so how are you going to go, v -Bot? Oh, this is I smashing it out of the park, AB. I'm going to get to 35. What? Ooh, I like what? it. I like 20,000 in a week? Yep. Well, Hayes can knock out 13,000 in a day, so True. 20 in a week should be possible. I'm so motivated because everyone has done better than I have. So <laughs> thank you, everyone, for your motivation. Um, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Good. If you, if you do get 170, that's okay as well. <laughs> well, <laughs> of course. If I, get if, I get, if I get one, is that also yeah. all right? <laughs> groggy. Groggy. That's it. <laughs> Exactly. No, I hate that I've said that because you know what? Because Adrian's going to get a little sound bite and he's going to put it in the next episode. He's going to go, Daddy, did you do 35? And I'll be like, nope. <laughs> you, will, you will. You'll be like, uh-huh, yep. and look at me. Yep. You'll Back be around. asking for the sound bite, I reckon. <laughs> I talk big, don't always follow up. Anyway. Well, what a crazy good episode. I Like yeah, so many amazing. tips and things. That's like a masterclass. There's a university degree in writing packed into one hour. So yeah, good. Yeah, I learned so much. We should say a huge thank you to all the special guests, Danny, shouldn't we? Uh, oh, absolutely. Hopefully, hopefully you've written them down because there's so many I've forgotten who they were. <laughs> Lynn Yowett, Oliver, Oliver Pomervan, Lynn Tanner, Deborah Abella, Sarah Armstrong, Zanny Louise, Nick Hayes, Holden, Shepard. Nailed it. Nice. <laughs> nice work. Thank you, everybody. I loved it. Thanks, everyone. Yeah, good luck. Amazing. Good Onwards luck. to glory. <laughs> Let's do this thing. Yeah, see you at 36K, everyone. Bye. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening to the Nano Game. This is a Words and Nerds spin off series. If you're on the Nano journey with us, we hope you're smashing out the words. See you next time on the Nano Game. It is foretold. <laughs>